Hey guys, and welcome to The Drop-Off, a daily podcast between father and son about life, sports, and everything in between. Today is about the 10 games left mark for most NBA teams, so we will be doing our Have You Hit Your Over Under Yet? So, let's start off with the Dallas Mavericks, a team we disagreed on. I took the under, you took the over, and by now I think we're pretty sure that um, they are going to hit their over. What did you think? Um, you know, I wasn't feeling very good about this pick for a long time because the Mavericks were really struggling. Luca, I think by all accounts, came into the season out of shape. Um, you know, after the Olympics, took a break, uh, had an ankle injury that he was dealing with. Uh, but ever since the All-Star break, uh, and I don't know if it's like kind of a pride issue not being selected as an All-Star starter, but he really um, came out just a different player in the second half of the season. And the Mavericks after trading KP, bringing in Spencer Dinwiddie, having kind of three on-ball creators. Uh, they've been a completely different team. They're one of the hottest teams in the league, and I think they're going to be a force in the playoffs. So really happy about that over-under pick, but for a large part of the season, it wasn't looking good. Yeah, for the large part of the season, um, I thought I was really doing well with this pick and and with the next pick, which I don't think this team is going to hit. They might hit it, um, but they are a struggling Denver Nuggets. They... Without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, they are struggling to ha- to like create much offense just around um uh what's his name Nikola Jokic. So I think he's getting tired. He's having a a a great season, but I think he's had to carry too much of the load this season. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, amazing that they've won as many games as they have with all the guy important guys that they have out. I mean, I think that that Jamal Murray injury is probably one of the saddest injuries of the past couple years, along with uh, Clay Thompson and a couple others. Because if you think about a full-strength Denver Nuggets team right now, they're probably one of the favorites to win the championship. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, and they got quality role players around them, right? But right now, it's basically just Jokic putting in another MVP-caliber season, uh, but just not enough to hit that pretty high over of 48 and so uh props to Jokic for having a great season admits all the difficulties and injuries around him uh but yeah sorry buddy it doesn't look like they're gonna hit that over when I picked that over I thought that Michael Porter Jr. was gonna have a crazy season because of the role he would have to assume but the next team that you picked the under on I picked the over on they're one game to it because I think they beat the Heat last night. They are the Golden State Warriors. They can win one more game this season. They hit their over. What do you think? Yeah, this was one of my worst bets for sure. I, If you remember, I initially said, hey, Luka is just like the best players in the league are a guarantee of a 50-win team. And ah, I don't know why, but I discounted Steph Curry as one of the best players in the league. And just because in the past seasons, Steph Curry plus everything around him hasn't really been that good. Uh, but really, the pieces they brought fit in so nicely. The, the Warriors right now go like 10, 11 deep with just quality players. Their rookies, Kaminga and Moody, have been good. Even though Draymond's missed a ton of time and the Warriors have been struggling, they were so good for the first few months of the season that they're able to weather this and still hit that over pretty comfortably. So good bet on your part. Uh, me, I'll never discount Steph Curry again. And... Uh, I, I wish I had bet on Steph Curry, the superstar, instead of one L.A. Lakers superstar that we'll see further down the list. Which, so the next team we're going to hit is 
the LA Lakers, which was your worst bet. So right now they're like 23 games over the under. They're under. Um, I picked the under. You picked their over as one of your best bets. Uh, I just really think I I really knew Russ wouldn't fit in seamlessly. I mean, um, three superstars who basically need the ball in their hands. I mean, I've seen like I can see like ten. There's like probably like three hours of Russ footage where he doesn't have the ball over the past two years where he's just standing around in the corner or something and so basically if you have Russell Westbrook you need him to be on the ball or else he's basically like a nobody so I thought he wouldn't fit in with Anthony Davis and LeBron James what were you thinking yeah I I I was thinking that hopefully Russ could carry like non-LeBron minutes and I guess he's just not that player anymore um, and then obviously you have the Davis injury, which factors which factors hu- huge into it. And so LeBron having a great season at age, what what is it, age 38 season? Probably the, the greatest age 38 season of all time. Uh, but really just around him, he doesn't have the pieces that he needs. Like, like a LeBron team, right? So traditionally the best LeBron team has been uh, LeBron with basically four people who can space out the floor. Uh, when you look at those Cavs teams of the early 2010s, like that's really what they were. Uh, and so I thought LeBron plus AD would equal 55 wins. And maybe, you know what? If AD was healthy the whole season and inexplicably his jump shooting has just fallen off a cliff. Um, but if he had a, like a normal jump shooting season and he was healthy, maybe they could have gotten to 55. I don't know. But a good question I think to think of is let's say the LA Lakers, they had never even made the Westbrook trade. Let's say they had a healthy AD and they still had Kuzma. They re-signed Caruso. They still had KCP. Do they hit 55 wins in that case well the thing is you can never rely on anthony davis to have a fully healthy season that's the thing so um i also took into account that he wouldn't have a healthy season either because the past few seasons he hasn't had one so but if they hadn't made the trade i think they would definitely um be close to hitting their over or maybe like like be like maybe barely miss it because um, I think that those those players that they traded were really good for them. Yeah, 55, that number was just too high. It seems like only one team in the leagues. Oh, it was only 52 and a half? Man, I don't feel bad for taking the over. I mean, if, if things have gone if things had gone right, if a few chips have fallen the other way, maybe, maybe they would have had 20 more wins than they will end up having. Uh, they're still in the play-in, though, so anything can happen with that play-in. We'll see what happens if they make the playoffs or not. Let's talk about the number two in the West right now. So, <clears throat> right now the Memphis Grizzlies are about eight games and they're over. How did this happen? Definitely one of the best stories of the season. You have Jaw breakout, kind of most improved player, even all-NBA candidate. I, I think he's going to make one of the all-NBA teams, maybe second or third team. Um, one of the great stories, and they just got a, a bunch of amazing role players. Jaron Jackson has really blossomed on defense. They're kind of finally... Uh, showing the potential that he always had and uh, the pieces just fit really really good and it'll be interesting to see jaw in the playoffs and how teams will guard him and whether other players will be able to step up in the playoffs what do you think about the grizzlies what are their chance what what are their like realistic chances of advancing into the western conference playoffs i think their farthest they'll get is the western conference finals i don't know there's such a young team that and so unexperienced in the playoffs. They had one, they made it last year, but they basically got sweeped 
except for Jaws, like, 60-point game or whatever. So, I think I don't think that they're, like, experienced enough to make it deep into the playoffs. But, um, <clears throat> I have... I don't really think they can realistically make, like, a huge run, especially if, like, they get stuck playing, like, the L.A. Lakers in the first round with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Yeah, they... I mean, one of the crazy things about them is they're really good even without Ja. So I think they played the Nets last night. Nets had Kyrie and KD. Um, and newsflash, kind of breaking news, it sounds like by the time the playoffs rolls around, the New York City vaccine mandate will be lifted. And so Kyrie, I think, will have a, a pretty good chance of playing in all the playoff games, really? which, I don't know, maybe changes a little bit. We'll see. The Ben Simmons question is still kind of up in the air. Who knows where he's at right now? Um, I mean, there's only 10 games left in the regular season. We haven't seen Ben Simmons or heard anything about him. So uh, hopefully hopefully he can come get a few games in the regular season, play in the playoffs, and we'll be able to see what a Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Durant playoff team looks like. I think that they'll look very dangerous, especially with the defense that um, Ben Simmons brings to the table. So he can guard, he can guard like probably the other team's number one. So with that, um, I picked the under on the Memphis, Minnesota Timberwolves. I just didn't trust that they could make it um, uh, deep into the or make it because, with their defensive liabilities. And I did not know Pat Bev would make this big of a culture change or impact. So, the next team, we both picked under for the Pelicans. Um, both picked over for the Thunder. One of my best bets. I don't think that they'll make it. Um, we both got killed on the Sacramento. Oh, no, we both picked the over. We both got killed on the Portland Trailblazers. What did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, the Trailblazers are basically the opposite of the Grizzlies. Uh, they're going the opposite direction. They're an aging team. They kind of they had their run with CJ and Dame, and I think it's just finally admitting like it. The farthest they got was the Western Conference Finals. They're not getting any farther than that, and so I don't know why I forgot to turn there. Uh, anyways, uh, they had a little sell off. They still have Dame, and so it, it's a question of how, are they going to kind of reload around him, or are they going to try to move him in the off season? Dame obviously hasn't played for most of the season, and so the Portland's struggling. But I guess a few bright spots is uh, Anthony Simons looks pretty good. Yes. Yes, so um, another team that we both hit or probably are going to hit are the Spurs, and the Utah Jazz might have a chance at hitting their over. What do you think? I just want to uh, not pass over the Spurs too quickly. Las Vegas gave them a very low number, 29, and I was like, man, I always got to go the over with my Spurs, and they're not as good a team as they have been in the past, but 29 is such a low number. I thought, surely they're going to be better than that. We had a great DeJounte Murray, first-time All-Star season. Keldon is progressing. Uh, we made some great trades at the trade deadline to pick up some more picks, and even after that, we're still going to hit our over. So overall, as a Spurs fan, I'm very happy about how this season went. All right, well, we have reached uh, our destination. We've made it to Hyde Park. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, come back tomorrow or soon as we'll discuss our over-unders for the Eastern Conference. All right, buddy, have a great Bye day at school. I love you, too.